With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This is Anthony Alex from the Angry Mailman podcast, and you're listening to another fine show from the From Page to Screen Media Empire. Hey guys, this is Ace Marrero from the movie Madison County. Hi, this is David L.G. Hughes, writer-director of the film Hall Bowl Suites. I love the pace and the fastness, and I love the fact that you just roll with it. Hi, I'm Eric England, the director of Contracted. Hi, I'm David Amano, the writer-director of Deviation. My name is Nathan Whitehead, and I wrote the music for Beyond Skyline. Hello, Stuart. Just a quick hello from Sarah Douglas. Hi, this is Ben Lloyd Holmes from the film The Expedition. This is Dominic Burns, the director of Allies. Hey, Stuart. Page the screen. Com up in my bunk. Snake. Get up to my motorcycle running and tracking up with my fucking snake. Genius. With Dom. Eating pizza. And pussy. I'm Neil Johnson, I directed Rogue Warrior and The Time War, and I crucified Adolf Hitler. The From Page to Screen Movie Sound been heard in my eardrums. (laughs) I'm like, oh god, he's fallen asleep again. (laughs) No, 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 no. Oh, it's just because we were uh, we we're chatting, I think midweek or whatever, and you said, "Oh, I might record a bit earlier." So I've been yeah. catching up on some work in me uh, in my office whilst uh-huh. waiting to see if you showed up. So here you are. How are you? How's the ankle? Um, not too bad. Not too bad. Getting better. I've been resting as much as I can. So yeah, one of those things, I suppose. Yeah. So anybody, good excuse to have a drink. Anybody that doesn't know, Bob decided he was going to try and be a stuntman and uh, go down some of his steps in his house. So, how's, are you still pursuing a career as a stuntman, or do you think you know what I might put it off for a little bit? No, nah, I might go into script writing, I think, or something like that. <laughs> just, don't, just don't go in for crowdfunding. Go for script writing. <laughs> what you do is you write a script and you just hand it to somebody, going right, my job is done. You go do your thing. That's yeah. That's the preferable one. <laughs> so, how's your weekend been anyway? Because this has been your weekend for yourself, hasn't it? Yeah, it had been uh, relatively quiet. Um, like I say, basically with uh, being a bit, uh, how should we say, off my feet. Mm-hmm. So, um, I don't know, I've been watching a little bit of films. and You've watched, uh, not much, uh, You've watched things. I've, I've watched something, yes. Unluckily, oh. nothing new. Uh, it was a, basically a case of I wanted to feel good, so I watched a couple of things that uh, are on my feel-good list. So, <laughs> But other than that, I've uh, been playing a bit bit of computer, because, yep. of course, I don't need to move on that. Nope. <laughs> so, how, yeah. how gutted would you be if you damaged like, your right hand, your mouse hand? You'd be devastated, wouldn't you? I, th- I don't know. I don't think I would. No? No, I mean, when you think about it, it's a case that there's a lot of other things you can do. I mean, I'd probably convalesce reading several books. That's true. There is always something. In worst case scenario, <laughs> yeah. if, you, if your arms and legs are a bit wonky, then you could just sit and listen to music or watch films. Exactly, yeah. 
So it's yeah. always stuff. Now, is one, is one of these films, we'll find out what they are in a little bit, but is one of them Thelma and Louise by any chance? Or? Nope. Like I say, I watched, watched ones I'd already seen. I wanted feel good because we're not feeling too brilliant. And did it work? Making yes. you feel a bit better? Yeah, definitely. Good. That's all right. Do you watch uh, the <laughs> Lethal Weapon TV show by any chance? I haven't done yet. I've heard a lot of good things about it, though. Season one, very very good, which I think's in your house actually. Did I not? Did I pass it on to you? Passed it on to somebody. Um, I might not have been you. Possibly, possibly. It was either you or Annette's daughter. I can't remember who. It's probably you, I think. Um, but they've just <laughs> fired the guy who plays Riggs. What? Yep, he's gone. Why? He is being replaced by Stifler from American Pie. Um, that nothing, could work. Nothing wrong with Stifler, but it's like the guy who previously played Riggs was really really good uh, apparently he was a bit too how shall we say not calm on set so he would shout and scream at people but apparently oh. it was to do with the safety of people on the crew whilst filming so who knows were they Ooh. wrong to sack him well it depends what he was shouting and screaming about I would have thought but he was uh, suspended I think last week and they were like, oh, we don't know what's going to happen are they going to replace him is the show going to die and it's just been announced within the past hour that Stifler will be taken over, not as Martin Riggs. And this is where it messes up with Ooh. the film. Potentially as yeah. Riggs's brother. Now, he didn't have one what? in the film. It's kind of the whole point. He was a yeah. lone person living on the edge. Uh, so it's, it's deviating a little bit away from the TV show. So I may call it quits when season three comes back. Um, season two is on at the minute. Season one's amazing. Yeah. It shouldn't be shouldn't be good, should it? A Lethal Weapon TV series. It should not work. You wouldn't think so, but... No, but it does. <laughs> but I mean, uh, I'd, from what you've said, I'd have just put him in as Riggs. Yeah, because he doesn't look too different. You know, so they could have got away with that. But I was reading the article and I'm thinking, you're replacing him. Yeah, you know, but... Hang on a minute, not coming back as Martin Riggs, maybe his brother. That's the part that bothers me, because where's, yeah. where's the brother been for the past however many years? Why, why does he just show up all of a sudden? Yeah. Don't know. So that's um, when, so this is it. Part comes in. Yeah. We've had, what, was it four or five films? Yeah, we had four films. Four uh, films. Four Nothing films. Nothing mentioned of his family. No. Nope. Nothing at all, other than the fact, obviously, he lost his wife and child. Yeah. Which, because uh, the, the Lethal Weapon TV series, it's slightly different from the, the films, but it's close yeah. enough that you can go back and watch either of them. So it does mm. kind of work. It stays within the lore of Lethal Weapon. You know, you've got, oh. um, you've got what's his name, Leo Getz is in there and stuff, so they keep all those. Yeah. But apparently there's a brother lurking around somewhere. Uh, pay me dubious now while we're on about shows going through a bit of turmoil have you heard the Lucifer news I've heard well the only thing that I've seen is something about the fact that it's been cut it's gone it's cancelled what yep. have we found out why um, no Fox I think who are the network doing it they've done their whole we're renewing this we're renewing that there's a load of shows been cancelled um, wow. and unfortunately Lucifer is one of them so there is a bit of an online campaign to try and get it picked up by another network 
because there's a show called Brooklyn Nine Nine, which got cancelled by got picked up whatever by... network. I think NBC have picked that one up. So I think a lot yeah. of people are like, "Please pick Lucifer up." <laughs> so because I know that's one you watch, um, you're yeah. a little bit behind. So when I saw that had been cancelled, it's like, oh, need to break the news to you. Why are they always the good ones, the ones that are being cancelled? Well, they do, don't they? I'm partway through watching one called The Deuce, which is set yeah. in 1970s New York. And I was talking to somebody the other day about that. So it's a really good show, actually. And he went, yeah, it's been cancelled, isn't it? I'm like, what do you mean it's been cancelled? I paid like £25 for this box set. I'm partway through. I'm enjoying it. It's like, is there any point carrying on? I don't know. <laughs> no, I'm not. I'm feeling a bit Firefly at the minute. Exactly. It's American <laughs> TV, yeah, TV series. Yeah, the, the studios just screw things up. It is weird, isn't it? Because if it's viewing figures, then everybody watches shows in a different way nowadays. Yeah. Nobody sits down and, oh, it's Tuesday night at 9 o'clock. I'm going to watch, you know, Lucifer or whatever. They watch yeah. it on, on Amazon or or in the recording boxes. or So yeah. I don't know what the hell they're doing. Oh. Crazy. Definitely, definitely. Uh, I did start watching the Training Day TV series. Now you're way ahead of me. I didn't even know there was one. There was. It was one season because uh, you've seen the film, so you're yeah. familiar with the Denzel Washington character. The Denzel Washington character is played by Bill Paxton. What? Um, who is he's easily the best thing in the TV series. His character is great because it's Bill Paxton, but he yeah. plays a Denzel one. I've forgotten who the other guy is who's playing Ethan Hawke, but it's not Ethan Hawke. It just doesn't work as a series, but watching it for Bill Paxton as that character is great. But obviously yeah. Bill Paxton is no longer with us, so that show won't be coming back, I would have thought, yep. for a second season. But there's about maybe 12, 13 episodes of that out there. Oh. So they have done one. And it came out around the same time as the Lethal Weapon show. So yeah. it's, been, uh, it's been out there for a little while. So We're going to have to end yeah. up doing a top ten of things that you know the Yanks have cancelled. <laughs> Do you think Firefly would be number one? <laughs> For me, probably, yeah. <laughs> probably would, wouldn't it? Yeah. But there is a lot. I'm trying to think. Um, 24 got cancelled, but to be fair, that did run for eight that years. That had a decent run, yeah. yeah. that had a pretty good run to it. So, um, as did Oz. I don't know. I'm trying to think of shows that are devastated, that got cancelled, that didn't have a reasonable run to them. I suppose Firefly would be pretty much everybody's choice. Boston Legal. Boston Legal, but that did get an extra season, though, didn't it? That should have been cancelled on the fourth season, apparently. Yeah. But he but managed I, to broker a deal. It's still one of those that I'd have been happy for that to go for eight or nine seasons. Oh, so would I. And when you've got that <laughs> running for, what, five seasons, and then the Big yeah. Bang Theory is still running after 10 or 11. It's like, give yep. me a break. Can we just have Boston Legal back, please? Or Shit My Dad Says, that only lasted yeah. two seasons. Bring that back. Anything oh. with William Shatner, we should just bring definitely. <laughs> so, um, so what have you been playing video game wise anyway? Um, I've gone back to a an old one that I used to play. They've um, they basically patched it and what have you, and uh, it's it's something that uh, basically Emily started playing again last weekend when she was over, and I thought, ooh, I've not played that for ages. So uh, I was looking for something to play kind of when I was, you know, first injured kind of Friday evening. 
So it was basically a case of I thought, well, I'll, I'll just, you know, I'll, I'll load it up. And um, so I did do and what have you and started playing. Then I thought, well, why did I stop playing this? And it was a case of, ah, that was it. Yeah, I'd basically installed a load of mods on the old computer and I couldn't get the mods running on the beast. And so I just thought, right, I'm going to have a look and see about kind of, you know, getting the mods running again. Yeah. So I did some digging, um, did some downloading, did some patching, um, played around a bit, and got them running again. So, um, yeah, I thought, right, I'm going to give this a go. So, uh, well, it's this is it. It's case of some of the patches that are downloaded, you know, the mods that are downloaded, I think M will enjoy as well, which yeah. is one of the reasons for downloading them. So. <laughs> Good. So she's still uh, playing Fortnite. So she actually played Fortnite and just watches Fortnite. I think she just watches Fortnite. I've never she's if she plays Fortnite, it's, she never does it here because I've not got it loaded. Right. Um, the main ones she plays when she's up here um, is all the Roblox stuff. Yeah. Um, although she does like say several other things, she likes Sims Four. Uh, keeps pestering me to buy more expansions for it. Oh God. Mm, apparently, Mummy's got several, so you know, Daddy should have several as well. <laughs> it's like, uh, no, play into the house. I'll get a different game. See, that, that's kind of the weird thing, isn't it? It's, uh, I suppose, it's adult logic. You go, well, I can play that one over there, and if I get something different over here, then I can play that over here, and I can, two birds, one stone, and all that lot. So it's. Uh, well, this is it. I mean, several of the games that I have, I can't see her. Well, some of them she wouldn't be into yet. Things like Civilization. Um, other ones really wouldn't. I, I couldn't see being kind of her thing. Things like World of Tanks, etc., Borderlands Two. Yeah. You know, uh, Tom Clancy's The Division is a bit. Um, <laughs> a little, little bit. Yeah. <laughs> you know, but uh, I, I'd love to get her into some of the ones, um, like some of the online, you know, MMORPGs. Get her yeah. started on a couple of those, maybe. What do you think would be the best one? To you know, in your opinion, as a starting block for those, to get Emily in, I would go for Final Fantasy fourteen, right? Because it's it's very cartoony in a way. Um, it's not as gruesome, you know. Some of the some of the other games, you know, kind of probably a bit too much. Um, you also get a load of trolling in some of them. So, but I think Final Fantasy fourteen should be okay. Okay. And I think she'd possibly enjoy. Is so that's a PC one, isn't it? Not a, or is that out for uh, the console as well? I'm not sure if it's out for the consoles. I think it might be. Definitely for um, the PS, I believe. Yep. Um, but yeah. <laughs> so I can't remember the last games. I used to do a lot of PC gaming. I think the last PC game I played was uh, Tribes <laughs> many, many yeah. years ago, which is probably <laughs> about 15 years ago, if not longer than that, I would have thought. But. Uh, oh. I think since t- then I got a console. I pretty much play yeah. everything. I've been playing Rayman Legends today, which is oh. uh, one of the free games on the PlayStation thing. And yeah. I played it before, but I, it's been so long since I've played it, I've forgotten how to do the damn thing. And I'm like, <laughs> trying to, at one point, I'll be able to tear through level one within yeah. about 30 seconds. I'm like, what the. Uh, do you ever do that? Where you play a game, you know you're good at it because you've nearly finished it. You play it years after, and you just you're like a child who can't, who doesn't know what yeah. to do. It's one of the worst things that gets me is 
um, like you say, you start playing a game, you play it for a few months kind of thing, and you you are doing really, really well. You've Like you say, you've perhaps you know, halfway completed it or nearly completed it. And then, like you say, you let it lapse, something else comes up, you know, someone says, oh, you've got to try this. So you play that game. You know, a few months later, you go back to the one that you used to play. And Borderlands 2 was a, an, an ideal one for this, to example. Yeah. Um, you forget the key log, key mappings. And it's a yeah. case of, I know what I want to do, but how do I do it? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. I was so, the same yeah. with Skyrim. Oh, yeah. So I, I don't know where to go. So then I tend to just not bother going back to the games then. I'm the same with Horizon Zero Dawn. Whereas oh. I was quite, probably about 40 hours into that. It's a really good game. And then I started yeah. playing something else. And then I went back to Horizon. I'm like, I, I forgot what to do. I've no idea. So yeah. I've just not played it since. Oh, so, I must admit, you know. one of the ones that I will probably try to do when it comes out. But So you've got a few months yet. But uh, I think come September, <laughs> I may try to get you onto Tomb Raider on the PC then. Oh, on the P- oh God, I used to play all the original Tomb Raiders on the PC. Yeah. So then I was probably well, after trying. Yeah. I know you're kind of, you know, console jockey, you're very good with the <laughs> controls. Yeah. But you know, I still don't think you can beat keyboard and mouse for sniping. No, same with Call of Duty games, you know, these and Medal of Honor yeah. and stuff like that. Is a keyboard and a mouse you can precision snipes. I mean you imagine playing Unreal Tournament like we used to, but on yeah. a console. <laughs> Forget it. You just you tend to just spray yeah. bullets everywhere or redeemers or whatever. Mm. But on a PC you can it's the ultimate sniping machine, isn't it, that one? Definitely, definitely. I do miss those days of, uh, <laughs> of the Unreal Tournament. So that's oh. probably the last PC game in I, I think I probably did. You do know that it's downloadable and playable on um uh basically through the browser now, I believe. I did not know that. We might have to investigate that at some point. <laughs> I, I will put, put the details together and, uh, like I say, we'll have to see about getting that done. Yeah, definitely, because that would be fun. <laughs> yeah, just mi- a trip down memory lane, if nothing else. I do miss those, like, those days. <laughs> yeah, uh, and uh, poor old uh, Andrew. Yes, he shot up the arse by a rocket. <laughs> there you go. So I played, anyway. I played a little bit of Rayman, got past a couple of levels on that, struggling. Um, Call of Duty World War Two, I'm stuck on. Um, oh. Knack, I'm stuck on. Oof. And Lego Dimensions, I'm stuck on. So I just need to, I need a reasonable amount of time to just sit down and go, right, I'm going to get past one of these games. Otherwise, I just won't bother yeah. playing any games. Um, I've downloaded Mad Max, which is a free game last month on the yeah. PlayStation. I played that when it, that was the first game I ever got when I got the PS4. And I got stuck, so I just didn't bother oh. playing it. I had no idea what to do. <laughs> it's like you, you've got to attack this camp right at the beginning. I had no clue. Didn't know what the keys were. Nothing didn't. Oh me. no! So <laughs> you know. Oh. Never mind. So I've had a little bit of video gaming. Yeah. Um, I uh, I watched a film today that I can't talk about because it's not that I'm ah. not, it's not that I'm not supposed to have watched it, but the the filmmaker involved with it sent it to me to let me have a look so I could let him know what I thought of it and yeah. because it's not publicly out there yet I can't really tell it even which film it is but it well, was, okay. it you was, can't it was really good film, I was very was impressed it? was it good yes yeah. <laughs> it was I did message him and I said just to let you know I've watched the film absolutely loved it uh, beautiful film well done 
I've got a lot of notes that I've written down and I'll send you a longer review at some point this week. So the, the weird phrase is he came back and he went, I'm so glad you liked it. I was I was a little bit worried you wouldn't enjoy it. I'm like, why are you worried? I didn't ask him, but I went, why are you worried <laughs> that I wouldn't enjoy it? <laughs> so, so that was quite sweet. <laughs> well, yeah. But yeah, look forward to um, having the uh, non-disclosure agreement lifted on that and you can perhaps tell us what it is and give us a bit more about it. Yes, I think you'll like it. Excellent. So it's, um, <laughs> I knew you would probably like it from what I thought it was going to be about. And then having yeah. watched the film, it's like, yeah, you will like it. So it was, it was very good. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I saw a message, Jim, and he's actually sitting in Cannes Film Festival at the minute. So I'm like, all right. Oh, it's okay Fair. for some. So half of the people <laughs> I know are in Cannes, the other half are in uh, at the BAFTAs tonight, picking up awards. Uh-huh. So. <laughs> I wonder how bad. many of them are doing the, um, you know, the Star Trek bit then. What's that? Con! Possibly, possibly quite a few. <laughs> uh, but how uh, many of the Baftas want to be there? I want to be there. Um, I think somebody who I know has actually just won a Bafta tonight as well, Paul Williams. I think because I saw a picture just before you skyped in. There was a picture of him holding a Bafta, so I'm hoping it's his oh. for uh, murdered for being different. Which I've seen, which go. we're familiar with the the Sophie Lancaster story mm. and whatnot. So that he that's him. So he uh, he put a picture on his Instagram earlier on, and he was all in his suit, and he was standing right in front of a London to Brighton poster. And I'm like, I love oh. the suit, but I love the poster more. <laughs> Let me have that poster, <laughs> full size cinema poster, London to Brighton. <laughs> so, funnily enough, he I was going to say that's another epic film, isn't it? Yeah, that's amazing. very good. Uh, and I've been a supporter of his for. Well, since that film, so that's quite a few years. So oh. I think that's why he quite likes me because I've stuck with him. I'm not just one of these. Like, oh, you've won a BAFTA. I will follow you now. Well, fingers crossed that he's done well and he's got the one that he deserves. I hope so. So I'll investigate later on and and see what's going on. So um, yep. I'm Retweet not going to. Oh, definitely. <laughs> I'm not going to mention the crowdfunding as much as I did on the the KS episode, <laughs> as I called it, but. It's doing quite well. It's it's now at this moment in time on a thousand and seventy seven pounds. Wow. Which is doing quite well. So it's something like seventy yeah. think like seventy one point something percent or whatever it is. Yeah. So I've got four hundred and twenty three pounds left, which I think is five hundred and thirty two dollars if I remember rightly enough from a tweet I stuck out earlier. Yeah. Uh, thir- uh, just under two weeks to go. 13 days, it finishes on at 9am UK time on Sunday the 27th of May. So, so there you go, people. <laughs> Put your hands in your pockets. Well, here's, here's a question for you, Bob, right? Is mm-hmm. So it finishes on the 27th of May. Yes. It's my birthday on the 18th of May. Do I abuse the fact yeah. and try and guilt people into, rather than tweeting my birthday card, chuck it in a quid? Do you reckon, uh, should I go that low as to, uh, to do that? It's not guilting people. Ask not? them. Don't right. guilt them, just ask them. It's a case of, look, it's my birthday. If you like me, if you appreciate <laughs> what I'm doing, please just put a quid in. That works. Yeah. Yeah. It's, I mean, a quid, most people would not notice. No. Yeah. Well, so, somebody, uh, somebody put in two quid this morning because she tweeted at me and she went, I'm oh, sorry, it's only two pounds. I'm like, it's not a problem. Two pounds is two Don't pounds. Don't apologise. It gets me two quid closer to the target. I, if yeah, everybody exactly. put in two quid, I'm starting to sound like somebody else there. But if everybody put in two quid, it'd be great. Well, yeah, this is it. 
So, yeah, so whoever it was, thank you. Oh, she's great. <laughs> Love, a lovely actress. So I have uh, the, the hard part with the Kickstarter is because you get emails in going, so-and-so has just backed you. You've got to keep that organized because obviously these donations are attached to perks. Yes. So you can't lose the email. <laughs> so I've got a folder <laughs> with all these different things in. And also if somebody gets a perk, be it a credit on the film or you know something, then yeah. you can't go, yay, you get this. Because you don't give it to them until the 27th of May because no money's yeah. come out of their account till then. So it's, it's, quite, it's a complicated lark, this whole crowdfunding thing. Well, like you say, going to have a good uh, podcast on the 27th, then. <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> it, <laughs> it'll either be, wow, the, what a great day I've actually hit target. And I've just realised that is a Sunday, so that mm. could be a fun show to listen to. Or it will be, sod the lot of you. <laughs> I've had enough. <laughs> I'm not going to watch anybody else's films. I'm just going to watch whatever the hell I want and talk to my friend Bob about it. So <laughs> it'll, it'll be one of those two shows. So we oh. shall see. Um, I'm loving the secret diary perk which you're not privy to because it's anybody 15 and above. However, I tell you most I'm of the stuff. I'm older than 15. Hmm? I'm older than 15. Yeah, yeah, not the age. <laughs> no, it was, um, I'd set like this £15 secret yeah. diary perk. So then I'm like, fine, and that'll just give people an insight. So you could type updates on Kickstarter and it goes to all your backers or goes public. And you can also do selected tiers. So it's like anybody who's selected the £15 one who gets a secret diary, they can get the update. But then I realised, well, hang on. So people who have paid 15 get it. Yeah. And if somebody's paid 20 or 100 why should they not get it? It's kind of a bit mean and a bit, a bit dickish, yeah. isn't it, really? So it's like anybody of 15 and above has been getting these secret diary um, updates, which is it's generally the same information, but it's a bit more open. Yeah. So, uh, you know, the, for example, the regular update would be, oh, it's a tough weekend. Um, not many donations. Have, this is like last weekend. Not many donations yeah. have come in. <laughs> oh, I hope hit Target. So that type of thing. Whereas the Secret Diary one will be the same, but it'll be like, I can't believe out of 12.3 thousand, only 19 people have chucked in. It's really yeah. soul-destroying, and it makes you want to jump in front of a bus. So it's all it's giving these people a wonderful little insight into my brain and how damn stressful running uh, a crowdfunding thing is but it's all a good humour I'm not actually ready for jumping in front of us oh, yeah. but I mean the other thing is even after the crowdfunding is finished you know when you've hit target because I'm sure you are I'm, I'm Mr. Positive okay. uh, you know it's basically going to be a case of I'm, I'm guessing you're still going to keep the diaries running oh, so, God, yeah, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. so like you say you know kind of most people will get the kind of you know, vanilla version as such. Yeah. Uh, and like, say, people who've made the £15 donation or more yeah. um, might get, as well as extra information, might get kind of, you know, stills and what have you from what's going on. Well, one of my plans is, because I'm as bad as you or whatever, it's like, I've got an idea. Hmm, how can I make it into three ideas? It does my <laughs> head in. It, it drives me up the wall. I, I just want to be able to focus on one. It was like the whole point in the crowdfunding campaign was to shoot one film. It's like it was originally called Mimi, a short film. That was it. That's what the fifteen hundred was for. And then when I was chatting to Lamissa and her mum, they were like, they were about, we're about photo shoots, and yeah. they said we've always wanted to do a shoot in a graveyard. But for some some people find that a bit weird. I said, well, as long as it's done in taste. Yeah. Then I don't see the problem. I said, you know, don't obviously go lying around on people's gravestones or anything. But I said, but if you're walking around 
using graves that you don't show names of, then yeah. it's fine because they are really photographic and photogenic mm-hmm. places and whatnot. I said, well, I'll, I'll, you know, there's a graveyard kind of near us, so I'll shoot something in there because I, I posted some pictures online today on Twitter of a photo shoot that I did for a couple of models in the graveyard. So yeah. you've probably seen those pictures before. It was the, the two women. Um, mm-hmm. Everybody's running for them now, thinking two women and not that sort of photo <laughs> shoot I might add. But feel free to go look at the pictures. They are tastefully done photos. And they were done in a graveyard. So they got all excited and they were like, oh, that'd be amazing. So then I thought, well, we could do a sequel. So I was chatting yeah. to Annette about it, going, well, we need to do a sequel, but we need to set it in a graveyard. So we came up with the plot. It's like, right, it's in my head. It's not been written down, but I know exactly what it is. And I'm like, well, if I'm doing two, I've got a really good idea for a third one. <laughs> so it's like, <laughs> shit. So now I've got three of these Mimi films in my head. Um, Lemissa has agreed to be in all of them. So that's Ooh. fine. So that'll be her trilogy. So they're super excited about it. And I'm going to be in the third one, which will be clever. I'm looking forward to that because that will be... <laughs> Uh, well, I'm not going to tell you about that one yet because it will plot spoiler the first one, but I'll tell you off air or whatever. And yeah. uh, So I'm excited about that. So now I've got three movies all for this one campaign. Yes. So I, can't, I just can't do one thing at a time. <laughs> so what I'm planning on doing as well, just in case that's not enough, is do a lot of the special features. So have the behind-the-scenes photos that you mentioned, yeah. keep a diary, do the updates. I'm even pondering doing it some doing some sort of documentary thing about how it is making a film yeah. when you haven't got a clue. You're kind of like the experience in Comic-Con one, but me trying to make a movie and then successfully making a movie. So, Because yeah. basically, if I get the funding, then I will make a film. So, well, yeah. three. <laughs> so, yeah. So, that's, so it's a nice, quiet uh, workload for me, really. Definitely. Yeah. So, yeah, Kickstarter is going so 423 yeah. I'll be glad we made a 27th I put a thing into that update today and it was um, I've decided to have a little bit of a quieter day today because I had a really good day yesterday I'm yeah. actually sick of tweeting the link out so God knows what you lot think about it <laughs> but thanks for sticking with me and thank yeah. you for your patience and toleration because oh. it does get a bit tiring just constantly firing the same page out but unfortunately that's something you've got to do Otherwise, you don't yeah. make no money. So, you know, as having proved this weekend, where I made quite a chunk this weekend. So, Annette got yes. home last night. She's like, How much are you on? So, I told her, She's like, How the hell have you done that? I'm like, Well, te- <laughs> technically, I didn't, but, you know, I get your yeah. point. So, so, other people coming through for you. Yes. You've been pushing, and people have been uh, donating. Exactly. Donating, pledging, whatever they want to call it. <laughs> So yes, so that's been my uh, my sort of week on that one. <laughs> it's kind of exhausting. Uh-oh. So it was nice to be able to sit down today and just watch some films. So go on then. What we'll watched to that point? Oh, what have you watched apart well, from the one that you can't talk about? Well, I'm going to go through a bunch because we didn't podcast last week, so exactly. I shall go through some stuff. Uh, let me just get so training day I've covered. Big Bang Theory season nine. I'm watching a little bit of that. I'm not, a f- you know, I don't hate the show, but it's it's a good show to put on if you're just having your tea, and you yeah. just want to sit down, and eat a sandwich or whatever. You go. I don't want to think, uh, or really stare at the screen. I'll just put it on. So I'll be watching some of that. Uh, we had a bit of a chat the other week 
or the other day about Airwolf. Yes. Which I have now passed on to you because I've kind of <laughs> given up. Um, it's just, I think, I don't know. I think the sort of things I watch nowadays aren't the sort of things I watched when I was a kid. So it's we all very... Grow. Yeah, well, some of us do. Um, I don't. <laughs> but it is very formulaic, isn't it? It's like, here's the story of the oh, week. Blah, blah, blah. Right, there's going to be a... Just five minutes before the end, there's going to be the Airwolf music and there's going to be some helicopter shots and it's going to blow up a MiG and it's going to yeah. fire off a starburst just to stop a missile from hitting it and then that's it and uh, yeah. Stringfellow Hawk is going to be sitting at the end of the pier playing the only one song that he knows on that double bass while that eagle flies around and it's the same camera <laughs> shot in every single <laughs> thing um, and the log cabin looks like it was inside a studio <laughs> so yeah. other than that I'm like I think I might be done with Airwolf I wonder where that lake was I don't know. There's Neil Johnson probably knows. I was going to say, we'll have to ask Mr. <laughs> I'll Johnson. I'll ask Neil. He probably knows. So, Neil, where was the Airwolf Lake? Because it's a universal show, so he knows. Um, and I still need to let you look at that MASH footage. Oh, definitely. I've not really spoke to Neil about it, so I'm kind of speaking to him now through here, even though he's, he's not able to talk back. But that is amazing. Watching that MASH stuff that he shot, the Battle for the Planet of the Apes stuff. It's great. It's all short video clips, so I'm not quite sure which order I'm supposed to watch it all in, but he narrates over it. It's wonderful. <laughs> so I'm looking forward oh, to uh, to putting that together mm-hmm. at some point once all these other films are done. So Excellent. That's Excellent. good. But yes, so Neil, where was the Airwolf Lake? He probably knows. Yeah. And can we get a holiday there? Can we get a holiday there, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you want to go to where the mash thing was done, though, because you could just you could pitch a tent there and just camp. It does look. It did say it was a bit of a hike on one of the mash clips. Well, there you go. You see, I couldn't just pitch a tent. You know, hike and pitch a tent. I'd have to hike, pitch a tent, set up a still. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I would have to kind of do my homage to, you know, Hawkeye. Of course you would. <laughs> Definitely it has to be done. Yep. <laughs> Um, so, so yeah, you've got look. to go to the, uh, you know, got to go to the mash set and drink gin. Yes. <laughs> Lots of gin and then just smuggle a Jeep out of Korea. <laughs> uh, I finished off season three of Bosch on Amazon, which... What do you uh, think of that? I'm kind of guessing as soon as you've hit three, it must be decent. Well, three was the weaker season. Ooh. Um The character is kind of like... When it was on about training day and Bill Paxton is the best thing about it and you watch it for his character, yeah. Bosch is a bit like that as well. So it's played by Titus Welliver, based on the books. So he's an LA detective, so it's that type of show. Season one, really good. Season two, really good. Season three, his character was really good. But it's one of those shows where I would watch an episode probably once a week, maybe twice a week. And yeah. by the time I got to maybe episode seven or eight out of ten, I think it was, I've forgotten what the case was that they were investigating all the way through. I'm like, who are they investigating again? I can't really. (laughs) And not because it's complicated, just because it's not like a a landmark um, case. You know, it's not something big. It's just like, yeah, somebody died at the beginning and they're investigating it and it's taking twisty turnies, but I've kind of forgotten who died. Was that last season? So the the character itself is pretty good, but season three was not the best season season four is already on amazon so i will yeah. probably um start that at some point but i want to go and watch ray donovan season two there's just so many damn shows yeah. to 
to finish, which is why I ditched Airwolf. Because yeah. well, I've got about 50 episodes of that left that I've seen before that <laughs> I'm not massively enjoying. And I've got all these other things that I've not watched. So, so that but you just, are enjoying. That I am enjoying. So I'll just yeah. uh, probably jettison that and then watch like something else. So, yeah. um, But I have gone through Bosch Season 3 in probably a couple of weeks. So it's not too bad. Oh, not bad. Um, I finished off the British miniseries called London Spy with Ben Wishaw and featuring a very small role by Joe Alton, who does not die, oh. I might add. What? Kind of, I know, it must be in a deleted scene, he probably gets killed. Yeah, he, he director's cut. Yeah, <laughs> probably. Uh, but he didn't die. And it was just it was a very small role. He was like a flatmate or something, but he pops up everywhere, that guy. Uh, the series itself is okay. It's not like it sounds. There's not really that many spies in it. No. Um, so it's, yeah. It's watchable, um, but not a must-watch. Well, it's watchable. I remember saying to Annette, I said, if this was more than four episodes or five episodes, I probably wouldn't bother. But because we know it's five, and because yeah. I, I bought the damn thing on DVD, sod it, we'll just finish it off, and then it's done. So it was one of those yeah. shows. I'm glad I've watched it. But if it was coming back for season two, I probably wouldn't bother. Ah, fair enough. Um, <laughs> and we started watching The Night Manager. I was going to bring that up. I know is, you mentioned it. That is good. Yeah, that is a good show. I'm not quite sure what the hell's going on with Tom Hiddleston's character, though. I mean, he is a hotel night manager, but I don't know whether he's something else because <laughs> he seems <laughs> to stick his nose in places where you're like, "Why would you give a damn?" Was I don't quite get what your role <laughs> is, but it's it's a quality TV program. Mm. It's very good. Hugh Laurie's in it as well. Ooh, not bad. So he's Hugh Laurie's an arms dealer, as in like weapons, not limbs. Yeah, kind of weird. And uh, obviously Tom Hiddleston is a hotel night manager. Um, so that's worth watching. I shall pass that on to you. Because that's based on the Tinker Taylor guy, isn't it? John Le Carre? Yes, I believe so. Yeah. It's one of his. So you're obviously I familiar. must admit, when it first came out, a few of the people at work were watching it and they really enjoyed it. Right. Um, but no disrespect to them. You know, some of them, their tastes can be a bit dubious. So... Oh. Yeah, it's one of those. It's a case of, uh, yeah, I, I'll give it a go when someone I know is. <laughs> yeah, I mean, having watched the first episode, I would say definitely it's worth watching. Yeah, um, unless it knows dives. <laughs> so. Yeah, I do like the look stuff. Yeah, I think I've seen which ones have I seen? Obviously, seen Tinker Taylor, the the movie and the TV show many many years ago. And Smiley's he people did Smiley's people. I haven't seen, Ooh, and there was a that. film that he did with Philip Seymour Hoffman in yes. the main role that I've forgotten what it's called but I've seen that and that was okay um, yeah. yeah I've forgotten it but yeah I remember that one I think that's the only ones I've seen of his I was going to say if you liked the um, you know the TV series of Tinker Taylor yeah um, Smiley's People I thought was stronger alright okay so it's worth you know worth having a look at that and that's Alec Guinness back again, isn't it? It is. I believe I've got it in my uh, DVD collection, so I, I will leave you. I will dig that out and pass that on. Fantastic. I shall probably cheat and just watch the movie of Tinker Taylor, and then yes. and then go into it because I'm thinking the series is probably a hell of a lot longer. Yeah, so. but it's very good. It's mm. I, I don't know. I mean, this is it. They've both got strengths. You know, the TV series and the film. So mm. I suppose I've always got a soft spot for the original. Yes. <laughs> Exactly. 
so yeah, Night Manager I will pass on at some point. Film-wise, I have watched a bunch. I watched uh, Alien Armageddon, directed Ooh. by a Mr. Neil Johnson. Hey. So I, uh, I was sitting watching it yesterday, and I took a screen grab on my iPad, and it was a shot of Virginia Hay on it. Yeah, I think it was anyway. Uh, I know she was in it. And then I sent it to Neil. I went, guess what I'm watching? And then he came back. He's like, is that Alien Armageddon? I'm like, yep. So he, he does know his own <laughs> films like the back of his hand. It was weird, though, because I got to the end of it and I went, I enjoyed that. And he's like, yeah, it's the uh, it's the prequel to Humanity's End. I'm like, why am I watching your films in the wrong order? <laughs> it's like, and this is the brand. So I need to get him at some point to go, right, what ones have you got? Right, you need to watch them in that order. I mean, I didn't struggle by any means watching Alien Armageddon. I wasn't like, yeah. I'm confused or I'm going a minute. Or nor did I struggle with Humanity's End, which you also watched. Yes. Um, so I'm pretty sure you weren't like, uh, not quite sure what's going on. So they do work as standalone films. Yeah. But I would rather have watched them in the correct order. Ah, uh, there so, you go. Take him to task. I Get will. Him to write down. <laughs> it's like becoming like the Marvel movies. There needs to be a, a definitive order to watch these things in, Neil. And uh, I messaged um, Marilyn Gigliati, who's from Clerks, and she was in it. And I said, I've just watched you in Alien Armageddon. She went, what did you think? I'm like, I really enjoyed it. It's really good. I said, it's got the worst, worst giving birth scene I've ever seen, because there is. Because <laughs> um, I messaged Neil about that. I went, that giving birth scene was quite horrible. <laughs> like I was like, Ugh. And he went, yeah, that was real meat. So, mm. yeah, it was the birth of the Nephilim, apparently, was that scene. Ooh, but there's real meat falling out of, of Miss Gigliati's legs into a bucket. Oh, so, poor lass. Yes. So I'd sort of, when we'd watched Alien Dawn, that was his love letter to War of the Worlds, wasn't it? Yes. I like to think that Alien Armageddon is his love letter to V. Yes. Because it is about an alien invasion and then it's a lot of it's set inside where people are hiding from aliens and, and stuff like that. So I think uh, he, he'll, cor- he'll correct me if I'm wrong. <laughs> but uh, I like to think it was a bit like V. So mm. that was quite good. So I watched that one. It's another one off the Neil Johnson tick list. So I think I've I'm- probably only got about four or five left that I've not seen that I've actually got. Yeah. So I'm you have to set me another one of those. I will indeed. Yes, I'll try and find them in the right order as well. <laughs> I want to get you uh, Rogue Warrior. Yes, because Marilyn said to me, she said, "Oh, you love Rogue Warrior unless you've already seen it." I'm like, "Well, I have seen it. I watched it like last year, but it I'm just it needs to come out over here so we can watch I'm it in our in our houses." I was gonna uh, gonna say, there's no way to get it on Region Two, is there? Well, I think, and Neil, you will correct me. Um, it's kind of weird talking to him when he's not even here. I think the Blu-rays and whatnot are region Ah, yeah. But I think there are plans for it to come over here. Because obviously we've got a different amount of lines on the TV yeah. over here, so we automatically get better picture quality than the US anyway. Yay. Um, <laughs> so hopefully I would rather pick up a UK copy. Yeah. If I was going to say, I've got, a, got an account on Amazon.com as well as Amazon.com. .co.uk but it's whether it would play (laughs) it's whether it would play and also you get hammered for the shipping as well I don't know if Prime would work on that would it I'm not sure Um, I I had something yeah but I had something sent over from uh, 
basically I had to buy something on Amazon.com because it wasn't available Amazon.co.uk. All right. Um, and it took it a while coming over, but I'm pretty sure I got free shipping on it. Oh, that's handy. Yeah. I, I will look into that. Because every time I click over to Amazon.com, it tells me off. It's like, nope, you're in Britain. So I don't know whether it's a case of I just need to set mine up on the US website. I think you can set it on both. Because right. like I say, some things, uh, I know I shouldn't say this because Amazon will tell us off. But um, they, they don't listen. It's fine. Yeah, um, one of the things that uh, like Martin's money pages, you know, Martin Monahan, uh, yeah. I think he's called. Uh, he said was basically a case of it's worth checking the different Amazons. So, like you say, you know, Amazon.co.uk, Amazon.com, Amazon.eu. The prices are different on each other. Yeah, yeah. So you can sometimes drop on a real bargain on one that. You can't get on the other. Well, especially if the exchange rates happen to be a bit all over the place at that moment in time. Yeah. Well, this is it as well. Some things say, you know, can be on special offer on one and not on another. Yeah. So, yeah. Hmm. Hey, there's a, there's, always there's worth doing your homework. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't it? I, I watched, I went on to Amazon, the Amazon Prime. Yeah. Um, which their price is going up soon, isn't it, apparently? Have you heard about that? Yes. So I don't know whether the UK one's going up, but I know the US one's going up, so we shall see. Um, and I wanted to watch a funny film, because we've watched loads of serious stuff lately, so I thought <laughs> I want to watch comedy. I'm going to watch the new Vacation movie. You know, the, the National Lampoon's one. So I went yeah. on Amazon, it's like, you can rent this for two fifty nine. I'm like, it was free. What the hell? Not paying for that. Nope, not having none of that. So I went onto Netflix and it was on there. So I watched it for oh. free. Um, it's kind of weird. You go, you can pay money on Amazon, or if you've got Netflix, you can watch it for nothing. So I think it is kind of beneficial to have them both. It is, so yeah. Because sometimes Amazon are a pain. Their interface is horrible. Because <laughs> with Netflix, you go on and everything that's on there is included, and you watch it for nothing. Not so yeah. much with Amazon. It's probably about fifty percent of the stuff. Unless yeah. it's got that little banner over it. Forget it, you can get stung and end up buying the damn thing. So I watched Vacation, which is a sequel to the the Griswold movies, so it's not a reboot. Because yeah. uh, it has got Beverly D'Angelo and Chevy Chase in it, in a huh? cameo as the grandparents, or the parents, uh, yeah. of Rusty, who's the son, and he's now the main character, played by Ed Helms. And they decide to go to Wally World. So in some ways it feels oh. like a reboot or remake, but it's kind of not because they do reference, well, you know, when we went to Wally World and dad flipped out, you know, this isn't going to happen <laughs> this time. So it's, it is quite funny. You've got Chris Hemsworth in there. His character is oh. pretty funny and also disturbing. But I don't know. I don't there's a little brother in it who keeps picking on the bigger brother and I just wanted to punch that little git right through the face because it's like it was just an annoying <laughs> little shit basically and I get that's the whole point but I don't know with comedies like that you're supposed to laugh at it aren't you and go oh look he's picking on his brother but it just well annoyed me so I wanted to strangle yeah. a little rat um, but the film itself's okay it's definitely worth watching for free yeah so you will get a few decent laughs out of it oh, excellent um, so I think one of the the highlights is when the young son, who's probably about 14, I think, he asks his dad, uh, his dad basically says, look, I can see you, you're, you're after a girlfriend. Um, <laughs> maybe, maybe 
maybe it's time we had that father-son chat. And he's no like, warm, oh, okay, no warm up advice. He's like, <laughs> exactly, it's that sort of chat. He's like, is there anything you'd like to ask me? And he's like, well, like what, Dad? And he's like, I don't know, anything. Do you want to? He said, Dad, what's a rim job? <laughs> Yeah. So the dad sort of he's like, okay, um, that's when you kiss a girl and you don't open your mouth, hence, <laughs> hence the rim. So he oh. gets out, he dodges the bullet on that one. Later on, the son is sitting down with this nice girl and they're sitting there and she's like, I really like you. And he's like, I really like you too. And she said, Is there anything you'd like to do? And he's like, Well, like what? Because they'd never even kissed each other. Oh, um, no. And she's like, you can see where it's headed. <laughs> and she's like, is there anything you'd like to do? And he's like, well, there is one thing I'd like to do, but I don't know if you'd let me. And she's like, what's that? He's like, can I give you a rim job? <laughs> and she's like, she's like, I beg your pardon. He does. He does get out of it by explaining what he was what told. He him, it but is. You're like, yeah. you poor son. This girl's face. It's like, yeah, I'd like to oh. give you a rim job. So it's, it, a lot of it's that sort of humour. So it's quite. You know, it's not a U certificate movie by any means, but uh, oh, sometimes dude. you just got to watch a film and have a giggle. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, so I would recommend Vacation. Oh, I like it. Uh, what else did I watch? I introduced Annette to the film Sorcerer, which you need to watch yes. at some point. William Friedkin thing about transporting nitroglycerin, which I've mentioned before on a on a podcast. Was a very good, good ta- very good Tangerine Dream soundtrack. Oh, I kept waiting for Annette to go. This music shit because she's not. She doesn't really like synthesizer music on films because it's you know yourself. Oh. You watch a, well if you watch a film that's got synthesizer music from the seventies or eighties, the one thing that dates the movie is the soundtrack. Synthesizers can sound very dated, and, yeah, but, she, but, but I mean, she, didn't, she didn't comment on it, so I was quite happy oh, about that. Come on, synthesizers can sound very dated, but I, I, I give you. Um, Escape from New York. I give you oh, Big Trouble in Little China. Anything John Carpenter does not date. Yeah. Uh, other than no. Assault on Precinct 13, which is not a great soundtrack anyway. But but yeah, yeah, I'm sorry, but... <laughs> but I was waiting I for it the to John go. Carpenter sound. Yeah, card. Oh, definitely. Me too. Um, so yeah, so we watched that. And I watched the new Clint Eastwood film. Ooh. I bet you don't even know what it's called. Go on. No, it's called the 1517 to Paris. Now, it is based on a a true story, and I didn't find out some of the details until after, so I was quite impressed I didn't know. And it's basically, it tells the story of three men who are American men. Uh, I know the one. You know the story? They happen to be on this 1517 train to Paris. And a terrorist decides to... uh to try and uh, wipe the train out, basically. And they basically disarm him and everything. They do. But yep. the film itself, it's... I mean, for example, say the film was 90 minutes long. It's, it's I don't know what length it is, but say it's 90 minutes. There's maybe 15 minutes of it that are actually to do with this yeah. terrorist attack. So the rest of it is going back to their childhood and as they grow up and showing all the things in their life that yeah. put them on that train... Yeah, very very clever. But the the real genius part of it, and you'd, I only twigged it right before the end, is the people playing the main roles of the the men are actually the men that were on the train. <laughs> so they're not <laughs> they're not even actors yeah. because it was they um, themselves. 
it was very clever because it's I can't remember how we're twigged, but it was you know so you watch the film and you you can't tell you can't go this feels like a documentary or whatever it looks it's just like a movie um and I think it was just when like the, the cast thing was coming up or whatever or it cut to real footage of the actual yeah you know aftermath and I'm thinking that's the, uh, is that the actual real people that they got? and sure enough it was Clint Eastwood wanted the three guys to play themselves in the film so yeah clever so, but i was gonna say weren't two of them ex-marines or something like that or serving marines and well they were and it was um one of them you know when he's in childhood and stuff he wanted to do one thing and he couldn't so he ended up having to do this other thing and had yeah. he not done this other thing then people would have died i think it's like 500 people on this train that would have yeah. probably have been killed or injured yes. or whatever had these three people not known the exact skills or been on that train it was very clever <laughs> good film excellent you can't go wrong with Clint Eastwood movies though <laughs> I don't think there's any that I can think of that have sucked that he's directed there's probably True. a couple like True. you know Pink Cadillac or whatever that he's been in but wasn't mm. very good but uh, he's got a pretty good batting average for his uh, directorial stuff well, I must admit, one of my feel-good movies is uh, yeah, definitely one of his. Kelly's Heroes. Well, yeah, sorry, two of my feel-good movies then. One was okay. a bit more modern. Whoa, which one's that? Heartbreak Ridge. Heartbreak Ridge, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. I was, that, damn it, I was going to guess that just as you were starting <laughs> to say it. Because I think he did direct that one, didn't he? Uh, you know, I couldn't say. It's weird. I I know he's in it, and there's plenty of other kind of names in there, and you know, very good kind of movie. But I don't know who directed it. I'm sure he directed that one because at one point, uh, yeah, he did. Yep, he did indeed direct it. Yep, (laughs) I thought he did because I had this really impressive Clint Eastwood box set. Yeah, and um, a lot of it was his directorial stuff, and that was in it. Oh, excellent. (laughs) <laughs> but he's got one hell of a career that guy definitely so if, you, if you ever want to treat yourself to the best DVD box set ever just go and get a Clint Eastwood one there's like 40 or 50 films in this damn thing and it's uh, it is an impressive set well this is it it's like you say a, you know kind of out of all the films he's been in or directed there's probably less than a handful that you would not class as very good well, yeah, try and think of it off the top of your head. We'll go for ones that he's been in, because that way we don't have to look at a list of all the stuff he's directed. But ones he's been in, think of um, shit Clint Eastwood films. Uh, the only two I can think of is Pink Cadillac and City Heat with Burt Reynolds, which I didn't really enjoy. Mm, might not yeah. be Burt Reynolds, might have been uh, Burt Lancaster, actually. Was that that one? No, yeah, uh, I know which one. Yeah. It was Reynolds, wasn't it? Rather I than think Lancaster. it was Reynolds. Yeah. But yeah, um, yeah, I'm trying to think. Because I mean, like you say, yeah, you go back to even his old stuff, you know, like say all the all these cowboy ones, the spaghetti westerns, you know, all very good. Um, you got all the Dirty Harry, you know, you got things like Play Misty for Me, which is one of the fantastic ones. Yeah. Um, you know, like you say, yeah. There's not. I mean, even the musical that he was in. Yeah, I'll paint oh, your wagon. God, yeah, I've never seen that, so I can't include oh, that one. No, no, you've got to watch that. I know you're not a musicals fan. <laughs> well, I wasn't. I wasn't please. until I saw The Greatest Showman. So yeah. you know, 
I know it's Lee Marvin, isn't it? And um, yeah, and Clint Eastwood. Yes, those are the two main characters. Mm-hmm. I forget who the female lead is. Is it Doris Day? Let's have a look. Um, You've got it open, haven't you? Well, I've got IMDb open. Yeah. <laughs> so let's have a look. Paint your wagon. Help of a spell it right. Let's put the. There we go. 1969. Damn. Yeah. It was. Uh, oh, okay. Jean. Jean Seberg. Whoever she is. <laughs> what was she in? She's been in. Oh, she was in the airport. So she's been in a whole bunch of stuff. She's in a film called The Wild Duck for some reason. Not quite sure what that's about. <laughs> a wild duck. But yeah, so it wasn't anybody we knew. Oh. But yes, so I'll paint your <laughs> wagon. I'll add that to my ever growing list. Yeah. So yeah, check out 1517 <laughs> uh, to Paris. So that was good. Uh, High Noon, we checked that out. Yes. So, and it asked me, she went, what, What's it about? So, what's the Western? She said, Who's in it? I went, uh, Jimmy Stewart. And it wasn't. It's Gary Cooper. Oh. But for some reason, I thought it was Jimmy Stewart, so I'm now trying to work out what film I saw with him in. I think it might be Winchester 73 or something, but I've seen a Western with Jimmy Stewart in. I can't remember what it was. Oh, there's tons of them. Yeah, I'm not quite sure which one it is that I thought it was. Man who shot Liberty Valance? No, I've not seen that. I've got it. Oh, uh, that's another good one. Early John Wayne as well. It was. Well, John Wayne didn't like High Noon. Uh, apparently he hated it so yeah. um, what we got Harvey it's not that one no Shenandoah it's not that one no that's a good one Liberty Valance uh, yeah I can't remember Rear Window that's not Western <laughs> nope <laughs> but Harvey uh, Jimmy Stewart busy guy oh yeah so no. no I can't remember what it was but I, for some reason I just thought yep that's uh, that's a Jimmy Stewart film he's in High yeah. Noon but he's not <laughs> So maybe it should have been, but it wasn't. So we watched that and we enjoyed it. And uh, it was weird because she's like, Annette's watching it. It had been on like an hour and 20 minutes. She's like, nothing's happening in this film. I'm like, that's kind of the whole point. It's just him waiting around. It's him yeah. being ostracized and the whole town going, hey, I'm not going to help you. You're on your own, pal. So, <laughs> which turns out the whole film is actually about blacklisting. Because yeah. it was around the McCarthy witch hunt time where they were yep. ostracizing screenwriters and stuff. So that's why John Wayne doesn't like the film, because he agreed with the screenwriter being blacklisted, and he knew Ooh. that this film was actually about blacklisting. He was against so it. He, he was a bit pissed off about it, so John Wayne, to to the day he died, hated High Noon, because he, he didn't agree with their, you know people not being uh-huh. blacklisted. So, <laughs> and there's me watching it thinking it was a Western. No... What else have I watched? Uh, oh, yeah, I've got a topic. Go on. Um, not the chocolate bar, unfortunately. <laughs> so there was a thing, because the Cannes Film Festival is going on at the minute. Yes. There's obviously the news websites are full of things going on in Cannes. And Kate Blanchett, who is the jury president this year, yes. she led a procession of 82 women up the Cannes steps. <laughs> Now, why did she do that? Apparently, because it is since 1946. Let me get the statistics so I don't mess it up or whatever. But it's like in... Yeah. So, since 1946, it's been running for 71 years, apparently, the uh, the Cannes Film Festival. 82 films directed by women have been featured in the main competition. Yeah. Compared 
with 1,645 films by men. Ouch. That's not a blip, is it? That's not a, oh, well, there's slightly more doing that. Why do you think there are less women directors than men? Ooh. That is... I mean, historically, there would always be a lot more men because historically there was a lot of sexism. That's true, because sort of equality didn't really kick in. Is that a correct phrase? I might get battered for that. But it didn't really become a a major thing until the 70s, 80s, 90s, beyond. So, yeah, no, that's that's one good reason. So if this festival's been running since the 40s, you had the 40s, 50s, 60s, 70s, 70s, where it was predominantly... Um, male dominated. Male, male dominated. So that's a good one. Yeah. But here's the question for you, and this isn't designed to railroad. This is just designed. To, I had to look <laughs> up. A, I had to look up a list. To be honest. Yeah. What female film directors can you name? Jesus. Oof. In there. In yeah. There, I came up with um, Catherine Bigelow. So I'll start you yeah. off on that one. So we've got Catherine Bigelow, who's done Zero Dark Thirty, Hurt Locker, yeah. Strange Days, Point Break, stuff like that. Right. Who else can you name? Christ. Um, or if you name the film that they did, if you if you're not familiar with the name, then I'll I'll try and pick the names up. You got the one that did Wonder Woman. Yep, Patty Jenkins. Yep, that was it. Yeah. Um, I don't know if it counts, but you've got um, was it uh, the the ones that did um, the Matrix that have gone through a sex change. Ooh, no, they were men at the time. Exactly, but I, yeah. But I, but I like your loophole. Yeah. <laughs> um, um, Nora Ephron from Sleepless yeah. in Seattle, and, and you've got male and stuff. Yeah. It's hard, the Soski isn't it? sisters? Ooh, damn, I can't believe I didn't think of them. Yep, Jen and Sylvia <laughs> Soska, yep. Yeah. But there's not um, many, is there? No, not many that spring to mind. I mean, to be, yeah, exactly. That's probably the better way of phrasing it, isn't it? There's not many that are, that are wide open and yep. everybody can go... I know that name, but if I was to say to you, name male directors, we'd be here for a, like an hour, yeah, rattling them off. So I can't work out why there aren't more women directors. Is it because the the big studios just for some reason don't pick them? I think maybe that's the case. Although I don't know why, because hopefully Patty Jenkins has sorted a lot of that crap out by making a shit ton of money with Wonder Woman. She's yeah. back for the sequel and get a bit <laughs> fat pay rise. Ooh, excellent. Um, but I don't know. It's just weird, isn't it? I don't. I don't quite know why. But looking at those numbers, because I saw this thing about this eighty-two women, I'm like, I oh, forgot what they're protesting about now. What's going on? And, yeah. and look at looking at the numbers, you go, yeah, that's not just uh, that slightly more than that. Yeah. But I like the thing that you'd said where it was a case of the, the 40s, 50s, 60s and 70s because that is the majority of it. It'd be interesting to see what the numbers would be like um, comparing it in the 90s, 2000s and the 10s, wouldn't it? Yeah. To see how many female films. But there's not... I, I mean, Lynn Ramsey, I think, is another one um, who's, who's a British one. But there's not yeah. many. I think I started trying to come up with a list I think I, I could remember maybe about six or seven yeah which is not a lot because if you ask me to name male directors I'd be here all day exactly yeah so I don't know what's going on on that but then it, 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 it needs me, to be addressed 
It does. It made me feel bad though, because I'm like, well, I'm, I want to make a film, and yeah, I'm just I'm a male, but I'm sorry, I'm not changing gender. <laughs> no, no, bloody no. movie. Um, but if there is any women out there that want a directing gig, then I've got a hotel one that you can <laughs> you can direct <laughs> at some point. You can write, run the crowdfunding yourself, and uh, shoot that one. But I, I don't know. It just looking at the numbers, it definitely stuck out that there was there's definitely an issue somewhere. Definitely. But I, mean, I don't. That- you know, you could understand the slight disparity. Yeah, but so if it was not like to th- that factor. If it was like a thousand men and eight hundred women, you got you well, fine, whatever. But that sort of thing. But well, I mean, even seven hundred or six hundred, you could say, right, well, that's the historical factor coming in. Yeah. Yeah, you know, but that kind of disparity is massive. Well, eighty-two. That's huge. Yeah. So I don't know what's going on there. But I just thought I'd mention that because I'd seen that mm. news article today and it's like, that's kind of weird. Yeah. I wonder what it's like in the independent side of things. You know, the sort of uh, shallow pool that I'm swimming around in where it's like I'm just deciding to make a film. Well, like I say, there are some very good ones out there. You know, we've met a couple ourselves. We have. Emma Dark. Yep. Exactly. Yeah, so... Yeah, you kind of hope that the numbers will start, um, you know, I mean, they'll never close because historical, historical you know, you've got yeah. the historical factors. But, you know, hopefully if you take it, you know, per year, they might become, you know, might start becoming a bit more parity. I mean, that would be an interesting figure to see, wouldn't it? So it's like, let's see how many films this year were entered into the Palm Door thing by yeah. men and by women. And let's see what it is next year and stuff. So, Well, again... I'm going to be political here slightly, but if you take it by the fact that, um, you know, like say you've got a lot of foreign films as well coming in, you know, look around the world. How many, you know, countries are a patriarchal society? Yeah. Rather than equality or, uh, I mean, I know nothing really is equality, but, you know, You've got a lot of societies that are still kind of coming out of being run by men. Yeah, I mean, certainly a lot of the Middle Eastern countries, I think. Yeah, Africa as a, well. There was a big um, yeah. thing about where I think an Iranian woman had directed a film a couple yeah. of years ago that got entered into the Oscars, and there was a big, big hoo-ha about that one. I think generally Iran weren't happy about it or something. Well, I mean, can you imagine somewhere in Saudi Arabia? Uh, No. (laughs) Not really. But, yeah, so that's uh, a weird one. I mean, even places like China. Yeah. Have you got that? Yeah. It's very true. Mm. So we do need more. And I'm not one of these... I'm not one of these, like, oh, therefore, let's pick women because they're women and they oh, need no, to no. direct more. It's like whoever's the best for the job should direct Oh, yeah, direct it's got to be film, done on but, talent rather than... But you when know. you look at those numbers, 82 versus 1,600 and something, there's definitely something off on that. So something definitely needs fixing somehow. Yeah. But, I mean, again, hopefully, like you say, up-and-coming people from the independent and the small films... Yeah, you know, um, I I don't know the history offhand, but I'm kind of guessing the likes of Catherine Bigelow probably started out with something small, proved 
you know, proved herself and basically therefore got the gigs. I think so. I mean, I think that's the first Catherine Bigelow film that we probably saw would have been Near Dark. Yeah. Um, let's see where Kath Bigelow started. Mm. There we go. Let's have a look. It's still got the IMDb. I mean, she's in the top. Uh, she's in the top five thousand filmmakers on IMDb. So that's good. She's yeah. directed nineteen. She did a short film in nineteen seventy-eight called The Setup. Mm-hmm. She did a film called The Loveless, um, starring Willem Dafoe in nineteen eighty-one, and then she did not work for six years until she did Near Dark. Wow. Then she did so she did Near Dark, Blue Steel, starring Jamie Lee Curtis. She did a New Order video. She did Point Break, Strange Days, three episodes of Homicide, Life on the Street, K nineteen, The Widowmaker, uh, The Hurt Locker, Zero Dark Thirty, and Detroit are the main ones that she's done. So, well, historically, there's some good ones there. Very good. Yeah, she. Like I say, I've not watched Strange Days in ages. That's one that I really want to watch. Strange Days is a great film. Yeah. Which I think I've got on DVD somewhere. So, but it's an American one, so I might have to upgrade it. <laughs> so, yeah. As you know yourself, with a Blu-ray player, you put a Region 1 DVD in, it just tells you to get lost, basically. Yeah. So I don't think they're, uh, I don't think they're Region hacked, are they? No. So um, trying to see what else. That's pretty much everything I've watched. Um, trying to see up high noon Spectre. I rewatched Spectre, the James Bond one. It's just not. I, I liked it when it first came out. <laughs> yeah. And then, um, and then, yeah, it's just a, it's a bit dated, I think. So you need to go see the fishies now, don't you? Yeah, give us a minute. I, I, <laughs> I thought I'd message you there and say... I ain't editing anything. Bob's going to the bathroom. He's not actually oh. going to the bathroom. So you can toddle off. I'll carry on ranting and raving. One second. No problem. So yeah, Bob is not actually going to go to the bathroom on the podcast. Because that would be weird. And I don't want to listen to it. And I'm sure you don't want to listen to it. So he will be back in a few seconds. Um... Big shout out to the Open Forum Radio guys, who I've been listening to their show for years anyway, but I've been listening to their latest episode. So it's one of the few shows I keep very much up to date. As soon as it drops, I'm listening to it. So thank you. Keep up the good work, guys. Uh, new episode from Anthony Alex dropped, uh, episode 200 and something, which is kind of weird because, Anthony, you started before me, and I'm doing episode 419 now. So you need to pick up your game dude and uh, run some laps so thank you for the shout out on your program as well it was not much appreciated where your your daughter Madison was saying oh you've got people all over the country and you were like all over the world yes I am sitting here in England listening to you chatting in Alabama so thank you very much for the mention Anthony Alex Um, I will catch up today on your You Lose podcast as well as check out the the You Gain uh, Twitter account so, podcast-wise, um, I'm going to start stockpiling uh, episodes up from various shows, probably in about a week, because I've got a couple of weeks off work, and what am I doing for those couple of weeks? I am going to be away from social media a little bit, not fully, but I will be a little bit away from it, because I will be finalising and writing 
uh, Bob's back. I will be finalising and hello. writing this. Hello. <laughs> so I'm just I'm just ranting and raving and having a good old chat. So I'm explaining that I'm going to be away from social media for a little bit in a couple of weeks, for a couple of weeks, because I'm going to be writing the screenplays, scripts and whatnot for all three Mimi films. Hopefully, I'll be in a very good mood because I will have raised the money. Otherwise, the scripts will just get written and then stuck in a drawer and nobody will ever see them because we'll have a budget. So that is the best reason possible to uh, donate to my campaign. So there you go. So how was your trip away, Bob? Um, uh, restful. Good. Well, that's <laughs> all right. I, I just updated everybody saying you, you were going to the bathroom but not on a podcast because that would be weird. <laughs> and then nobody really needs to listen to that. It's not that no, sort of show. True. Yeah. So, well, maybe if I got some wireless headphones and mic, you know, <laughs> that could work. But I just, I'm still using the cabled. Yeah, I am as well. We use. Um, there's somebody at work that has these Bluetooth headphones, and they're always crapping out. The yep. music just starts popping out of the phone. You're like, just have a cable. Oh, but it's yep. easier with a Bluetooth, isn't it? Clearly not. No, you just plug <laughs> a cable in and you listen to your music. It's yep. not hard. <laughs> Jesus, technology. Ah. Oh. Crazy. So, what are you? What have you got planned for the rest of the week? Are you going to try your Star Wars thing again? Because that I failed. Am. Yeah, I've got um, uh, basically. I've got a, a, an interesting week. Uh, I'm on late Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Yeah. Um, I've got uh, taxi service to do for my parents who are going away uh, another mm-hmm. holiday. So I'm taking them down to the airport and uh, the wee hours of uh, Thursday morning. Yep. Um, so basically, got that. Um, my aunt is down, uh, basically staying nearby. So hopefully Thursday afternoon I'll get to catch up with her. Um, so always good to see her. Um, Friday, with I basically booked that day off as well. So yep. uh, basically I'm picking my daughter up from school and hopefully I will be able to uh, persuade her to... Uh, do the Star Wars, I think. <laughs> Seems I missed out on the option of May the 4th. Yeah, <laughs> You did. May the 4th and Revenge of the 5th. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so, and it's not too long till Convoy Day. Like a couple of, is that like a month? Well, about three weeks or something, isn't it? 7th of June. 7th, oh, 7th of June. There we go. That's yeah. a film I've not seen in a while. Oh. Either. So. I think, isn't it... Um, oh, cripes. I'm sure someone brought out a digitally remastered version. Oh, okay. Not sure if it wasn't Arrow. Uh, I may be doing wrong there. Sure. But yeah, I'm sure I've read somewhere recently that uh, someone brought out a digitally remastered, so I may have to look out for that one. <laughs> see, with, with things like the remastered ones, I always look and I want to see what special features there are. Yeah. It's like, if it's got them, I'll buy it. If it's not got them, eh, I might not bother. Well, some of them have been kind of taken up to 4K. So, yeah, you know, that's... With having the, you know, the the screen now and all this, it's probably worth doing that with with some of the better films, should we say? I would, yeah, I wouldn't rush out and just buy every 4K, oh no, Blu-ray no. out there like we used to do with DVDs. That was yes. insane. <laughs> I've not got that one. Oh, Lion King on DVD. I've not got that. I'll buy it. I never oh. watched it. Can you remember the shopping trips down to HMV? I certainly do. Like two baskets. It's like eight hundred pounds, I believe, was the um that's the, the record. cost. The cost, not the weight. Although to yes. be fair, it was probably a similar weight. Oh, it was nuts. Um, yeah, I don't know how many DVDs I've got now. 
in the house. I'd probably guess at maybe 700. You're beating me. Because yeah. I've got the majority of mine are the British movies. Yeah. Um, which is probably 400, I would say, yeah. of UK movies. Uh, that's films made in Britain, not region or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then I've got three boxes, because I've not got enough shelves, of all the other movies. So just regular films like Jerry Maguire and Escape from New York and stuff. Yeah. And then I've got loads of TV shows. Yeah, probably got seven, 800. Yeah. Crazy. I'm not into this whole digital lark. No. Unless it's on Netflix. Yeah. But again, you've got the whole thing with Netflix is, you know, kind of they can decide to take them off. Yeah, of course. So. Yep. And it's like you know, digital. Hey, digital's great, but I'm in the mood to rewatch Escape from New York. Yeah. And I know I've got the DVD, so I can just dig it out and watch it. Yeah. But it's, it's not on Netflix. I really want to watch all the John Carpenter stuff because I've been listening to uh, <laughs> one of his albums called it's John Carpenter Anthology. Yeah. And it's all his iconic themes, but I'm sure that they've been redone to sound <laughs> like they did when we went to the concert. So they've been oh. fucked up a bit. Yeah. Um, so I've been listening to that. Certainly the Escape from New York one sounds a bit beefed up, as <laughs> does the one from Christine. Yeah. Um, so I've been listening to that. So I just want to go through and rewatch all the John Carpenter ones, but I've hardly got any of his films for some reason. I think I've got The Fog, I've got yeah. Escape from New York and LA, and Halloween. I've Maybe got Big Trouble got... in Little China, you can borrow that. Yeah, I haven't got that either. <laughs> um, so it's like, damn it, Prince of Dark. I need to go through them all because I've got my non UK ones are all in boxes. Yeah. I don't really know what I've got because I need a big shelf to put them on, but. Uh, I have not enough walls in this house. I've no free walls, basically. <laughs> and I, there's no way I'd get away with putting a big shelf in the living room with even more DVDs. That's just... <laughs> that wouldn't happen. Ah, uh, you see, I've, got, I've not got that problem. <laughs> Hello? Are you still there? It's all I'm gone still quiet. I hit the mute button. Ah. Um, so I don't know what you missed, but uh, not a lot. So yeah, you can wallpaper your house with DVDs. I think it was probably yeah. where we're up to. I did get a couple sent through the post from 101 Films, and they've done a remastered version of The Grifters. I don't know if you've seen that one with John Cusack and Annette Benning, I think, as con men yeah. and women from, I think it's like 1989 or 1990 or something. So that's got all special features on it. And also David Cronenberg's Existence, which has been remastered and there's a shit ton of special features on that. It's got like three commentaries on it. I was going to say, the special features will be well worth it on that, I reckon. Special features are good. There's a documentary on that that was on the original DVD, and it's it's one hour and ten. And it's about a woman called Carol Spear, who's a production designer of all the Cronenberg stuff. And it just goes through Cronenberg's history, but from her point of view, that's great. It goes through like scanners and (laughs) and, uh, right up to Existence in 1999. So I got those through the post the other day, so I was quite impressed. Epic. First thing I headed for was the special features. (laughs) And then there's a lengthy interview with Christopher Eccleston on it as well. So Yeah. That's not too bad. Um, and I'm waiting for the RAF documentary to be sent through which I did request I'm like can I get one of those so hopefully that will come through at some point but uh, 
still waiting to see kind of what's going to go on with the uh, Dan Busters one. Well, that'll come out. It's Studio Canal who yeah. are doing that, and they've remastered that into... Was it 4K or 2K? Um, it's one of them. I mean, either way, it's, it's Yeah, I think it was 2K, quality. wasn't it? I think it was 2K. Yeah. And they, I've had some of them off the pa- off in the, in the past. Yeah. Um, and the, the special features are great, and the, the restoration of them is fantastic. Because <laughs> they're, they're sort of affiliated with the BFI, yeah. who, who spend a, a lot of money restoring things. They did the Blue Lamp, um, Scott of the Antarctic, which I've got. Yeah. And even watching that Scott of the Antarctic, which is all black and white one, you look at it, you're like, that is amazing quality. And it shows in one of the special features the difference, like a comparison. You know, how yeah. the hell did you even get from that to that? It's pretty <laughs> incredible. So the Dambusters will probably be a pretty good one as well. So uh-huh. you will, uh, I'll have to keep you updated on that one. Mm-hmm. If I manage to get one of those, I'll, uh, I'll let you have it. Thank you very much. Uh, so what have you got planned for your week? You're on late shifts again, aren't you? How's it going? Yeah, like I say, um, kind of, you know, just basically doing much of a muchness. Like I say, going meeting my aunt, picking up my daughter from uh, school. You know, nice weekend plan next weekend that way. Um, so, yeah, other than that, not a lot. Yeah, you know, like I say. Films. Well, this is it. You've not even asked me the ones that I've uh, done. I want to know. I was. I figured. <laughs> I'm just waiting for your review on Thelma and Louise. Ah, oh, no. Like I said, <laughs> so I've got, been, been so doing the feel-good ones. ones. So, if you know me, what would you reckon that I would watch for feel-good? I'll give you a clue. I've I've watched three. You've watched three films. Uh, is this a series of films? Nope. All right. So standalone one. Uh, Gone in sixty seconds. Got that one. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, uh, I'm thinking a western. Is there a western in there or not? Sort of. Sort of a western. Nope. I'll let you do it. Cause got, what have you watched? So obviously you've uh, watched Gone in 60 Seconds. Gone in 60 Seconds. Um, the one that was sort of a western, uh, I again rewatched Last Samurai. But the one oh, that you will yeah. really love uh, is one that you put me onto, which is always a good feel good. Snowman. Uh, nope. Midnight Run. Oh, I love that movie. <laughs> yeah, again, one of those unsung ones, you know. It is, and who would have thought Robert De Niro could be a comedian? Exactly, yeah. But he was very sort of dry and funny in that. Yeah. So, Anyone that hasn't checked that out, please do so. It's great, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, I haven't seen that for quite a while. What? So it's, um, again, I'd say, like I'd say quite a while, probably a couple of years. Yeah. <laughs> It's a feel-good film for me, so you know if I'm feeling a bit out of it, you know, everyone has the feel-good films. Yeah. I mean, what are yours? Mine um, at one point it would have been Rocky Four, but it yeah. died. The, the DVD box set of that, so I've got yeah. rid of it. Um, Scarface, Close Encounter. It's definitely I'm similar to you, where it's like I, I need to elevate my enthusiasm or yeah. energy levels you never go to a new film that looks like it'll fit the bill you always go to one where you've seen it god knows how many times you're comfortable just, with it just rewatch you know it. you're gonna like it <laughs> yeah so, you know escape from new york would be one yes um yeah. the fast and the furious franchise i've got to say which i know a lot of people hate the crap out of them but they are you just put them on you stare at them it's fine it's done 
So uh, Beverly Hills Cop two, pretty much any of the Simpson Brockheimer stuff. Yeah. Crimson Tide, Beverly Hills Cop, The Rock, uh, Top Gun, Days of Thunder. That's yeah. right. Days of Thunder would definitely be up there as one of my sort of feel good things because it's got a great soundtrack. The story's basic. It's got fast cars driving around. Kind of works. <laughs> so I, I'm going to go watch Days of Thunder right now. I think um, <laughs> if I can find it. But no, definitely. Uh, if I want to go TV shows, I'd put on Entourage. Yeah. Which I'd never tire of watching. It's great. Uh, I saw actor Leo Gregory, he tweeted out saying there should be a British Entourage. I'm like, that'd be kind of cool. I don't know if it would work the same, because Britain doesn't really have a Hollywood. No, but... But it could. I don't know who'd yeah. play Ari Gold. I have a few people in mind, but, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Not necessarily would be a likeable character. Oh, no, no. But yeah, I mean, like I say, TV series for me, things like MASH, um, Boston Boston Legal, (laughs) both on the same thought on that one. It's not Airwolf, unfortunately, as much as I was hoping that would suffice. It just didn't. It's it's a good one, but it's not a feel-good. No. Yeah, feel-good. Yeah, I don't know. Like you say, you've got to feel... You've got to engage with it. You've got to be happy. You know, so. I think 24. Yeah. You know, it's not a happy program by any means, but it would, that would definitely, it would definitely work. It would have done apart from two people. Uh, oh, think his wife. <laughs> and his daughter. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sorry, but never really got on with those two characters. No, God, no. The daughter was just, she was nuts. Yeah. The, um, let's have a look. Um, I'm just looking at the BAFTA things at the minute. Mini series, three girls, one. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm trying to find Murdered for Being Different. Let's see if that was in there. Let's have a look. Not that one. The Crown, funnily enough. Little Boy Blue. Three Girls. Sean Bean got a leading actor, BAFTA. Well done, Sean. Mm. Peaky Blinders. Uh, I don't know. I'm guessing they must have not announced them all, because I did see a picture of Paul Andrew Williams holding a BAFTA. So I'm guessing he may have actually um, stolen somebody's BAFTA. (laughs) I I shall investigate that. That's Three Girls. It's about the Rochdale... Um, yes. trafficking case which I didn't even know that was a series until this morning so I advertised on TV it was as a, a BAFTA Sarah nominee Lancaster. was it it, it was which one Sarah Lancaster was she in? no I think that's Happy Valley you might be thinking of uh-huh. um, this is Maxine Peake that's it sorry yes so yeah I'm going to watch that at some point but just in case there isn't enough stuff to watch <laughs> Yeah, it won't be feel good, I'm afraid. Not with that. <laughs> no, I don't think it will. But, you know, that, the one thing that British TV does well is these gritty three-part, four-part dramas. Yeah, yeah. Um, we do do those very well. And unlike America, we don't cancel them after one episode <laughs> and scrap them and then leave everybody hanging on a cliffhanger. So, oh, not good, not good. Um, so what are you going to do? I'm going to round this episode up now by telling everybody to go donate to my Kickstarter. Um, yes. Please check out the pinned tweet at from page to screen. Go chuck in a quid or a dollar or 50 cents. I really don't care. Whatever um, you can afford. Oh, God, In the yeah. words of Bob Keldorf, give us your bleeping money. 
Give us your fucking money, as Bob Geldof said, and it worked with Live Aid. Yeah, he got millions. He got yeah. millions for that. I don't need millions, but thousands would be. Yeah, quite nice. Thousands would be quite nice, actually, because <laughs> um, then I could shoot lots of films. Yes, as opposed to three. So, thank you to anybody who's listening who has pledged. That includes you as well, Bob. Thank you very much for You're that. Really you, were well. the, you were the second pledge in, weren't you? Yes. You you were beaten Be- by Mr. Miller. Yes. <laughs> However, to be fair, you did double his pledge, so it kind of evens out. So, as far as I'm concerned, you both both came first. So, <laughs> you know. So, is that generally the way it works, Bob? You prefer to come first? No, no. I like I like silver or bronze. You like you prefer to be the second one coming? Okay. Yes. There you go. Um, um. So yeah. So what are you doing for the rest of the evening then? Um, unluckily, housework. Ugh. Yeah, I've still got. Uh, you, I hope you didn't hear it, but uh, I had the washing on, etc. While uh, you know the podcast that. started. Um, so I think there's one lot that's got to go into the dryer. So yeah, it's usual thing trying to catch up on everything. Yeah, and then back to work tomorrow. Yeah, but I'm on late, so that's good. Well, at least you get a little bit of a lie in, I suppose. Well, I did that this morning. I actually managed to sleep in till ten o'clock. Oh wow! Which for me is a total rarity. <laughs> Enjoy it. That's that's it for six months now. Yeah, yeah. Next one's around Christmas. I'll get another lie in. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Oh. Uh, um, for me, I'm going to shut the computer down because uh, Madam will be home in about 15 minutes. So oh, yeah, she's been at work, hasn't she? She has indeed. So she can get in, have some food. I'll edit this podcast, get it online ASAP because people have been deprived for two weeks of, oh. uh, of, a, of a rumble. So <laughs> there you go. And then oh. I shall speak to you tomorrow anyway. I look forward to it. You're in work, yes? I am. I'm doing 11 eights tomorrow, and Annette's doing 12 nines. So I will be uh, tweeting up a shitstorm between 8 o'clock and 9 o'clock at work. Give us your money. Yeah. And at 9 Annette. o'clock, I will be waiting outside to give you a lift back, and I'll find out what kind of a shitstorm you've been tweeting up. You will indeed, because you'll beep, beep, beep. I feel sorry for these people that follow me and, like, five others. Because I will just be exploding people's timelines. Time oh, it's not bad if you're following about 10,000 people or whatever, but if you're following a small amount, I'm sorry. Oh. It's, it's only till the 27th, I promise. Yeah, the end is um, in sight. And to be fair, you could always mute me. Just mute me and then unmute me on the 27th after yeah. you've pledged to my campaign, of course. Exactly, yeah. So, but you you have a good evening, Bob. Um, and I'm, you. I'm glad we got the timings right this evening, which was great. <laughs> yes. Uh, for anybody wondering why there wasn't a show last week, you showed up early, I showed up what I thought was on time, but it yeah. wasn't. So you disappeared before I got there, and then I was waiting for you, and then you fell asleep in the bath for an hour and 45 minutes. Exactly. So, there you go. But um, may your ankle be healed quickly. Thank you very much. And I shall chat to you soon. I will look forward to it, and like I say, I will chat tomorrow. You will indeed. Thank Good you evening again. to you, sir. Good evening to you, too. Take care. Bye-bye for Bye. now. Bye-bye.
the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. <laughs> 